House Civis Broadcasting. Hello, my name is Alufi Haskell de Civis. And I'm Silas de Civis. And today is the 13th of Larvian. A beautiful far outside, very toasty warm, which is kind of nice. And we've got an interesting Silver Tide Eve show for you today. I wasn't sure whether or not we should do Silver Tide. I feel like we do a lot of Silver Flame holidays, but it's good for people to learn about them, I think. So, because they all seem the same. It, it's true. And the Silver Flame is a bit of a minority here in Sharn. You don't you don't get a lot of Flamists here. No, uh, but when I look at their holidays, it looks like they went, oh, okay, there's a holiday this month for someone else. Well, just say there's a holiday for us and we'll all go pray. Which is weird because they seem to just do that consistently over and over again. Well, Church of the Silver Flame, you could argue, is just an offshoot from the Sovereign Host with Tiramirin being uh, a paladin of... That, that is fair. That is a fair argument. But uh, let's uh, let, let's not start down that road today. We've got yeah. a lot to cover mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully uh, everyone will be excited. We do have Bishop Sarhain here today. We also have some uh, Luffy's Advice Corner questions and just a little bit of news for everybody. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's broadcasting of A A Chronicle Chronicle of of Echoes. Before we jump into the news or Luffy's asks, let's just get something out of the way very quickly. We do have our new merch up with House Caneth. Lots of t-shirts, lots of enjoyable mugs. It's good to see our logo all over the place. And we're doing a thing right now where we're sponsoring the Race of the Eight Winds by giving out Race of the Eight Wind shirts. So that's exciting. And you can find all about that at civisecoerstation.threadless.com or speaking with our subscribe. Speaking of our subscribe, you can just mosey on over to whatever your echo or you're listening to right now. And you can speak to that cute little person in that cute little hat. And they will keep you up to date on everything Echoer. Whether we've got a new broadcasting going to be going live shortly, or if we've done anything interesting lately worthy of note. You can also go over to that little comment pad next to the subscribe and you can leave us a comment or draw a cute little picture for us, a little heart, a little thumbs up, you know, anything that shows your appreciation always makes us feel, well, appreciated. You can also take the time to ring the bell on that table. You just ring that little bell and uh, you'll get more notifications than you know what to do with. It's true. Another way uh, you can participate in our little fun times here is you can go to our message boards at civisechoerstation.com, the comments for community, and you can keep up to date with us there. Or if you wanted to send in an Aloofy's Ask, while there's many ways to do it, including that comment pad or our Discord bar, which I'll tell you about in a second, uh, you can always send us an email at housecivisecorestation at gmail.com. 
And as Alufi said, we do have a Discord bar, which is a private community of fans of the Echoers that come together with House Galanda in a private bar, and we all sit and we talk and we discuss things, and it's really nice. I feel safe there, and it's uh, it's not troubling at all. They don't seem like a bunch of overly obsessed fans constantly stalking me. The way you said that make it makes it feel like that is what that but but I said it's not. They're not constantly suggesting things that are ridiculous and over the top. See? No, but the way you said that made it feel like the opposite of what you said. Kind of like sarcasm, but but more malicious. Is it because of the tone of my voice? Because I'm saying it very, very, very calmly that they are wonderful people. I absolutely love all of them. And they have never flooded me with tons of messages and made me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the tone of your voice. But I'm doing yeah. a nice tone. No, 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 no. I don't think that's quite... I don't think it's coming off the way you think it is. Well, how do I tell everyone in that group that I love them and I appreciate them? Hey, Silas, uh, what about those wonderful patrons that we've got over with House Cutter? They also Patreon. come to the Discord bar and they are not rude at all. They're very nice. Mm-hmm. I don't have a private conversation going with a bunch of them mm-hmm. in, in a private Patreon chat where they all suggest silly things. No, none of that's true at all. They're, they're just nice people. And of course, we do have our Patreon program with House Kunderak, where you can send in a few coins each month to keep the Echoers on the air path. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, uh, Silas, I think we've got a little bit of news. We do indeed, but why not change it up today? Why not go crazy and do your Luffy's Advice Corner first? Because most of the time, we don't have the time to go on long-winded tangents because we're going to cut into the guest, but now... We can cut into the news a bit, yeah? You, you can go on as long-winded tangents as you possibly could ever want. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Dear Miss Alufia Haskell de Civis. They wrote the whole thing out. That's weird. just why not just Dear Luffy? It seems that weird. That's a question. I, a Shar native with ancestors mostly from Brayland and the Marches, am a friend with a dwarf who, while from Shar and themselves, has parents from the Moorholds. While me and my friend already have a fair share of similarities, I have trouble relating when they discuss their home and the part of their culture, food, religion, superstition, etc., that come from the Moor. Do you think it would be helpful to seek out information about Moor culture to lessen confusion in the future, or am I overthinking the entire situation? Thank you in advance, Turin Riverborn. Well, Turin, um... I think that wanting to know more about your friend's culture is very admirable, particularly in cases like this where they may not be first generation immigrants here into the city and, you know, their parents may have lived here for a long time, but they still retain that Roran culture. Whether it's just asking your friend outright about certain aspects of their culture, why they eat certain things, why there are certain superstitions, or perhaps just going to a library and reading about them. I'd be careful about that last one. With the last war, a lot of propaganda Absolutely, did, yeah. uh, did create a lot of issues when it came to looking into the culture of different places, uh, particularly places like the Moor, which was held by Carnath uh, during the war. But... I think that it's admirable to want to 
learn more about your friend's culture, especially if it means that you get to communicate with them better and understand why they do some of the things that they do. Because, you know, in the end, that's very important for them. It's it's something that really matters to them. It's how they grew up. Now, something to be careful of is to not overstep your bounds, though. Uh, you don't want to start participating in things that uh, maybe aren't meant for you, which is why I recommend talking to your friend and, and having that open discussion about it with them as opposed to just jumping in on your own. That is a smart move. Use it as a chance to exchange cultures instead of just saying, I want to learn about yours. Share your culture as well. I'm sure... Being from the marches, there's a lot of things that are different that people don't realize. We've not covered the marches on this show much at all. I'm personally not very well versed on them. They're on the other side of Drome, and I think it's very difficult to think of, of them. And I think that a lot of that gets lost because of fear and propaganda as well. It, it would be good for us to learn a little bit about the marches, so I think we should do that sometime soon. I agree. Let's jump on to the next Aloofy's Ask. Dear Miss Aloofy, I'm part of a secret society that helps creatures that are sometimes questioned in existence. Oh, this might be a good one. The problem with being a secret is that we are often short on funding and things like celebrity endorsements. Oh, okay, I see where this is going. How do we protect our creatures but keep the lights on? Sincerely, safe the wear pigeons okay all right ha 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 p.s don't stop believing yeah you know what this whole thing is yeah i'm not gonna take it take it because this is this is dumb tell me where i need to go <laughs> listen where pigeons are real they're in the city they're amazing beautiful creatures and they need to be 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 protected and come to light and all of these things and listen, everybody, just do some research about it. You know, it's out there. The research is there. You just got to look for it. You just really just got to look for it. Don't be like Tylus, a big old butthead naysayer. Just do it. That's all. They ask about funding mm -hmm. and celebrity endorsements, and you're I just going to go I, right in on it. I endorse. Yeah, no, don't do that because this is I how you get caught up in a cult. Difference. Or some sort of organization you don't want to be a part of. Oh, like you and House Civis. What's the uh, next ne next one, Silas? <laughs> Dear Alufi, good day to you and your co-host, Silas. My name is Nelvik Lundror, and I have worked as a janitor for almost 72 years in the Kunderak Bank of Sharn. Recently, I noticed some rowdies scrawling strange symbols all over the back alley walls of the bank. I've even seen a small figure fleeing the scene two weeks ago, but the Sharn Watch couldn't find any clues. As for the symbols, I've tried Prestidigitation and products like Captain Sparkles All-in-One Cleaner, but nothing seems to work. I'm old and not up to date with the youngin's new magic tricks to pull pranks. Do you have any suggestions on how I can get rid of those terrible eyes? Only the dearest wishes, Nelvik Lundroar. Uh, have you tried just painting over them? 
I know that sometimes it's just kind of impossible to wash uh, some paints and things off. So maybe painting over them would work. Um, hmm. Well, you said that the magic you used uh, hasn't really worked. There, there might be a new form of prestidigitation that would help clean that right up. Hmm. Well, if it's an arcane mark, you know, there's really no way to get rid of it if... This is a tough one. Silas, do you have any ideas? Well, if it's an arcane mark or something like that, you're going to have to paint over top of mm -hmm. it. Destroying the mark is probably your best option at that point in time. If it's not working with... Try using prestidigitation on it to change it the color to match the building. Oh, that's a good idea, too. But if yeah. You can only do that for so long. Just see if that works. Perhaps it will, perhaps it won't. I, I don't know of anything other than that. Other than to put like a mark over top of it and make like a smiley face out of it. You know what my um my mom would always do if something just wasn't coming out of like like when she was doing her washing, uh she would take first she just pour like really hard alcohol on it. And then if that didn't work, she'd use acetone. And then if that didn't work, she'd use turpentine. I'd also say maybe trying acid on the brick itself, just in one section, to see if once you break the eye in a part, if it removes the whole eye and, and is then mm -hmm. doable. Yeah, that might be an interesting way to look at it, too. Like, like a sigil, because generally with sigils, if you break part of it, you, you can usually get rid of the whole thing. Yeah. I think it was responsible for you to uh, report them to the Sharn Watch, but um, I also think that, uh, you know, the Sharn Watch is the uh, greatest watch institution we've had in this city, and they are very good at their jobs. Also, see if you can't get House Conderact to sponsor another guard through there. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on that alley, just to make sure that nothing nefarious is going on. Sometimes what seems like an eye can be, you know... Uh, Way to get through a wall. Exactly. Now let's go ahead and just jump over into the news. We'll see how much of that we can get done before we have to do our interview. City Watch are currently investigating, as a homicide, the burned-out shell of a carriage found at dawn on Zur. On Northern Razzle Street, in the Granite... <laughs> on Northern Razzle Street, in the Granite Halls District. Watch Sergeant Garrick Durham said four bodies, three adult male humans, and one female shifter were seated in the carriage. Traces were attached to the carriage, but no horses were present, he said. The carriage itself was badly charred, but cool to the touch. The flames didn't appear to spread to any nearby buildings. Durham said, I find it a little hard to believe that even in the wee hours of the morning, no one saw a carriage on fire in the middle of the street. Shops along Razzle Street, mostly antique dealers, were shuttered, and the street gets little traffic at night, though. The Blackened Book branch of Sharn Watch is trying to ascertain the identity of the passengers in the carriage, and is looking for any eyewitnesses who may have been in the area and seen the fire, but have yet to come forward. So if you have any information regarding this, please speak with the City Watch on patrol in Granite Hills, or speak to a sergeant on duty at any of the Watch's garrisons. What if it was burned somewhere else and it was brought there? So now we have a burned up carriage that, that was moved. Mm -hmm. The guard would know. 
Do you think? Yeah, if you moved a carriage, it's going to leave a trail. Oh, you're right, with the little ashes and stuff. Yeah. I think it's weird that uh, people were riding in a carriage in Sharn. Like, just get a just get a sky coach, right? I mean, sometimes you just want a carriage. It's nice to be on the ground. Some people don't like the air, I will say. Yeah, but then you kind of have to stay, you know, like, on the same level. You can't really go up or down. Sure, you can. You can take a carriage higher or lower. It takes a while, but you can do that. Yeah, it takes forever. I think you have a very different perspective because you've been in Charn so long. It could be a visiting dignitary. Maybe they were just here for a meeting and headed on their way out. Four male humans? Three male, Three. one female shifter. One female shifter. That feels weird. Why? That's an adventuring party. You're fond of adventurers. You should know that the leading adventurer is a male human. That is always the way. If you step into any tavern and you throw a stone, you're going to hit a male human nine out of ten times. I mean, I guess you're right. I feel like lately we've been seeing a lot of newer adventuring parties with a, a lot more diversity. It is nice to see that. But yes, I think historically that is how they have tried to make it seem by occupying as much space as possible. Mm. They would just shuffle in and fill up the space and then not have space for other people. And just be like, look, it's all male human adventures. That's just how it is. That's what it's supposed to be. That's how it's always... It, it's. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, no, that's not how it was at all. No. Lots of people, you know, are elves and Korvar. Half-orcs. Regular orcs. Female, hey, non-binary. There, there's there's yeah. a thousand options. Changelings. Exactly. Adventuring isn't what it used to be, and I'm excited for that. I agree. I'm still really confused about this this whole case, though. It's a weird one. You're not supposed to figure it out from a news article. It's it's fun to think about, though. You're one of those type of... I can't stand the people who look, read a news article and then go, I'm going to solve this case. You know what? Uh, I think it's time for our musical break. And when we get back, we will be talking with Bishop Sarhane about Silvertide. Success. A short word that means everything to your future. A word that means everything to us. Here at Morgrave University, we set you up for success. We have classes for all of the most in-demand fields of study. From applied elementistics to giant forging, We have on-site room and board, as well as the most advanced binding facilities in Brayland. Warbrave University is now accepting applications from peoples of all backgrounds and nationalities. So take a step and set yourself up for success today. There are a lot of things to do each and every day. The constant overwhelming push to do more and be more is enough to make anyone want an expeditious retreat. Wouldn't it be nice if someone finally gave you the thing that matters most? Your precious time. And that is why we at House Kenneth are introducing the Kenneth Cuisine line. We want to cut your time in the kitchen down dramatically. 
We have a line of improved wands to help every step of the way. Mixing wands, spraying wands, cleaning wands. And we didn't stop there. We added all manner of equipment to help you, from our Everright measuring cups and spill-proof bowls, to our Caneth quick cooking cabinets featuring our chilling, cooking, and seasoning drawers. We have the exact ingredients to make your home complete. So make your life easier, and stop by an authorized House Caneth vendor today. And remember, nothing cooks quite like a Caneth. expand on that. I agree. I definitely agree. So today we have the wonderful magnetic Bishop Chantelin serving with us. I feel like you summoned in Chantelin because we were just talking about you the other day and how we'd like to have you back and now here you are again. And it's just kind of like, you guys like me. I like you guys too, you know. And you seem approachable. I think that's the difference is that a lot of the time, members of the Silver Flame are not very approachable. So, part of, like, the creed of the Silver Flame is that we're supposed to, like, be really open and, like, welcoming and, like, sharing. But you'd be surprised just how, like, xenophobic a lot of the members, especially higher-ups. Like, you rarely ever see any Koravar. You rarely ever see any orcs. Despite, like, you know, like the Gosh Kala, they also follow the shiny silver flame. But it's different, you know? But, like, you only see, like, humans. And it's really xenophobic and an issue, you know? There's some elves, but not really, you know? It's, it's an issue. I'm glad that we have you reaching out and talking to people and making a difference. Because while I may not agree with every tenement of the Silver Flame, it feels nice to know that I have you here today and we can learn a little more. Of course. So today we're talking about Silver Tie. So, Bishop, um, tell us, what exactly is Silver Tide all about? As, like, any historical people will know... A bunch, a bunch of years ago, um, there used to be, like, all of these icky demons and, like, icky overlords and, like, icky bad things, like, everywhere. I think they call it, like, like, like the dark age, no, the age of demons. It's the age of demons, yes. Yeah. So, then, all these kick-ass coaddles, oh, am I allowed to say ass? It hasn't stopped you before. Okay. All of these kick-ass quaddles that are, like, made from, like, Sybaris's light and stuff kind of came down and were like, hey, stop it. And they totally, like, heckin' sacrificed themselves to turn into the shiny silver flame 
And they essentially, like, took all of these really big, powerful, meanie guys and put them in, like, silver prisons inside themselves. And so, like, the Kuwatls became, like, shiny silver flame. And then inside of them, eternally burning, are, like, these super evil things um, just kind of, like, trapped there. So... Every year, we have this celebration. Well, it's not, like, always a celebration because, like, some people don't really do it as a celebration. But we, like, appreciate the Coatles for totally, like, heckin' ruining their lives and, like, sacrificing themselves for us. And how is that different from the Ascension where you honor Tiramiran's sacrifice? I mean, so it's different because Tiramiran did do a sacrifice as well, but, like, in a different way. So, like, she's not, like, a Kuwatl because Kuwatls are forever, but, like, Tiramiran was not forever, you know? Like, she didn't, like, you know, she's like you and me, okay? And so we're honoring her, like, ultimate sacrifice. Whereas, like, for the Coatles, like, they're still living, you know. They're just, like, silver flame now. Well, what I meant was, how does that look different in the celebrations? Like, different prayers. Oh, wow. Exciting. Yeah. It's really not the best, I will admit. Um, Because just, like, a lot of our holidays are, you know, sit at home or sit in temple and pray and pray and pray. Uh, didn't you say that um, during Kybersef, you, in, in your town of Sayar, uh, did something a little different? Um, with the uh, lights in the sky. With the, the yeah, the, the, the big flashy lights. Are there any other towns that maybe do that kind of thing? Oh my gosh, yeah. So, like, there's this town in northern Thrain called Oxelgrad. It's actually, like, a fort, but then, like, people, like, started living around the fort, and then it became, like, a town. So they do something, like, super fun for Silvertide and super different, and I'm really trying to help push them to to get the rest of, like, the people in Thrain and as part of the Silver Flame to really adopt this because I agree. I think that a lot of our uh, traditions need to be changed with the times. And a lot of young folk, you know, like the new generation, are really liking this one. Well, that makes sense. A, a lot of people after the war, you've got so much history of Thrain tied to other nations attacking in the mm-hmm. war directly and then i guess before that it would be the the purge yeah that's uh that's uh, mm-hmm. the, the silver crusade man that's yeah it's a lot so it's interesting to see new generations taking up and doing something different yeah and i think that's really important so how is it different okay so first things first um, in preparation for Silver Tide, everybody makes or buys uh, just like pure white clothing. Um, head to toe, you dress in white on the morning of Silver Tide. You go down to your temple and you get these little pouches of like different colored like pigments, like little like dyes, but it's like powdery. And some of the um, like 
more popular people in towns like the mayor, one of the bishops, um, you know, like, like the guy who won the biggest gourd contest last year, you know, like those kind of people, um, will dress up like demons or overlords or whatever. And they'll go through the town and then you take your powder and you have to like pelt them with it and everybody gets powder all over them. Your clothes go from white to like hella colorful, which is like really cool. And then right before dinner, because there's a big old feast that everybody eats at, you go to temple and you do all of your praying. Normally, like, it's praying from morning until night with a little bit of fasting, but not this time. Now, you're going to pray, and then at the end of prayers, some super special magic prayers are said, and all of those pretty colors turn to silver to kind of show, like, the rainbow of the coattles becoming the silver flame. And it's, like, super cool and amazing. Like, it just, like, to watch. Because, like, so I went a few years ago. And I was wearing, like, just, like, this super cute little dress. And I had, like, purple over here and blue over there. Some orange. And I was just, like, all colorful. But then, like, you see what I'm wearing right now? Well, it just looks silver. Yeah. It's the same dress. Well, that is interesting, and it just turns it silver like that, and it, I think that is a great way to honor them. It seems a little less reverent than I'm sure most people would agree with, but it, it it's different. It still honors their legacy and still adopts the beliefs there of this, their sacrifice and becoming part of the flame. I think that I think that is a neat way to look at things, and uh, yeah, I I can't imagine. A better way to celebrate. I'm glad to see people are thinking outside the box. I agree. I I think that that's really interesting and and just definitely out of the box. I mean, I I'm not a member of the Silver Flame, but I'd love to participate. Like that just sounds or to even watch. I'd, exactly, that would be like fun a to lot see. of fun. Yeah. So, are they going to be doing it again this year? Oh yeah, they're doing it again this year. And like I said, I'm really trying to get more towns and more like like parishes and temples into doing this. So it's great that I'm here with you guys to kind of spread the word, you know, because this is so much fun and it's really just showing like the sacrifice and being reverent of that as opposed to just like spending all day on your knees in prayer. Oh, uh, Bishop. I meant to ask. This is entirely off topic. I'm sorry. Um, Silas and I were out of town when you came in for uh, Kevin Capona's <laughs> little late show. But how's how's the thing with your armor going? Yeah, how's that? How's that going? So it's told like it can't be Templar armor, which you know, whatever. It's cute, but. I was told that it's totally okay if I, like, sell some on the side. So, you know, it's available. You can buy it. And you can have, like, a lot of fun with it, you know? Like, just, like, be super sexy while you're fighting evil. 
Well, I can't imagine why they thought that was a bad idea, having that in the temple, but I'm glad that you still get to do what you wanted to do. With Silvertide being tomorrow, did you plan on staying, or are you going to head back to Sayar? Uh, I'm going home to help lead the festivities there, just to make sure that, you know, things are going uh, nicely. I am the bishop of my town, so I do need to be there. Are you adopting the pigments in your own town? Yeah, we are. It's the first year that we're doing it, so it's been really nice being here. But, like, I have to dish out, like, a hell of a lot of money to House Orient to make sure that I'm home in time to really help with the preparations. <laughs> I understand. I've done that a couple of times, and... It is always a little rough, but at least you'll make it home in time and get to celebrate. Are you dressing up as one of the overlords? Me? Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm going to be dressed as this guy named, like, Rock Toolcash, and basically it's just, like, a lot of, like, war and meanie and angry and, like, bad stuff. And I really can't wait. I've got this, like, super big, like, mask that I'm gonna wear, and it's just basically, like, a big old angry face. What is the rest of the costume composed of? It's got these, like, Big, like, shoulders and, like, big old arms. And I'm just going to be, like, rocking around. It's really, like, red colored. And, like, red and black. And I'm really excited for my parish uh, to really show off, like, their archery skills and, like, their aim. Because I expect to be covered head to toe in pigment. And if I'm not, I will be very disappointed in them. Well, I, for one, am disappointed we won't be able to make it tomorrow because we've got an interview with one of the jockeys, but I hope that you have an absolutely lovely time. Oh my gosh, thanks. I wish you could be there too. I think that it would be a lot of fun, but maybe next year. You know what? We'll, we'll pencil it in. That'll be good to do. Hopefully next year we won't have as much trouble doing this whole Race of the Eight Wins thing. It has been nonstop. It really has been. Well, thank you, Bishop Chantelin Sarhain, for coming in and talking about these new festivities and Silvertide in general. It's been really nice. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun, and you know that I always love coming in and seeing you guys. It's just, like, really amazing, and I just really love you. Yes, uh, thank you, Bishop, and... Everyone out there, have a lovely day. And remember, everybody, to keep an ear out for those echoes and color packets of hope. <laughs>